Welcome back to the Back Coach PA Podcast. And on this one, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Ethan Hogan. Ethan and I kind of met over Facebook after we partnered up with XOP. I started checking out some people who ran XOP, who makes reels for him, all that kind of stuff. Ethan does that. We started chatting a little bit. He's a family man, but he loves the outdoors. And he, he has some nice buck that he has gotten down and he puts a lot of time in. And I want to be like, hey, like, how do you balance family and hunting? and still be successful and like i say in multiple episodes everyone's definition of success is completely different he is very successful in my book i mean he's he has a fourth baby on the way which by the time this come out might he might have a baby uh, the newborn by then so if you do congrats man of four now instead of three there's a lot of good information on here how he how you can balance family and also get that mental reset in by going out in the woods. You put the time in in the off season, you might not have to do as many sits during the season. I want to remind you guys to keep hunting, keep fishing, keep your tradition, and always enjoy the freaking process. Discount codes to our partners, XOP, Our Grounds Coffee Company, and Forget Genetics. Also, Our Grounds Coffee Company with Ed, he's going to be up and running very soon and get ready to place a freaking order. Yeah, I mean, it's all about having fun for me, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, and I'm not saying, I mean, hey man, some people are only going to shoot a 150, and yeah. that's great, dude, yeah. like, even if they have kids, like, maybe they have tons of sits to put in, but, you know, if a, if a nice buck walks by, dude, I mean, I have to use the opportunities that I have, I mean, I might only get 10 sits this year, so, right. if the it's... first sit, you know, and I have my bow in my hand, and he's, you know, walking by, and I feel... You know, happy with it. I'm gonna do it. You mm-hmm. know, like that's the thing. Like it doesn't bother me to have a wall full of eight pointers. Like it doesn't, because it's fun, dude. This is my mental reset. I'm out yep. there to have a good time. Let's get cracking on this baby. <laughs> yeah. In case I have any more uh, puke emergencies. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's. It's perfect for what we're going to talk about, you know? I mean, obviously, yeah. we're going to talk a little hunting, but yeah. with that, obviously, you know, we both have families. You obviously have a bigger family than I do. So before we get into it, why don't you introduce yourself to me, the listeners, who you are, maybe how you got into hunting, and where you're from. Uh, so my name is uh, Ethan Hogan. Um, I'm originally from right around Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I lived there for 27 years, so that's where I grew up with my dad uh, and my brother and my, you know, my mom, of course, but my dad always took me and my brother hunting all the time, and so I have tons of fun stories with uh, my dad and my brother and him just carting us around in his old Toyota, you know, going deer hunting in the middle of the country, so uh, a lot of fun stories with that, Uh, so that's kind of how I got started hunting. I uh, shot my first doe when I was seven uh, with my dad, my uncle, uh, with a uh, 30-30. Yeah. It's like this this old rifle, like all my cousins and my dad, my uncle, we've all shot our first deer with it. Uh, so just kind of a cool family tradition. Cool. Um, and then <clears throat> I got married to my wife about um, nine years ago. Um, we've known each other 10 years and, um, after about two years of being married, we moved, um, my wife got a new job 
up in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. So, are you Green Bay uh, Packers fan? Yeah, go pack, go. And uh, so we've been living here for almost seven years. Um, so big change uh, from where I'm from. Obviously, it's much colder, uh, much different hunting. Um, so yeah, fun fact: I haven't shot a deer here yet with my bow. So that's on the list of of things. But after we moved here, uh, like soon after we moved to um, Wisconsin, we started our family. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has kind of changed my hunting, um, quite a bit. Uh, so we've had, my wife has been pregnant five out of the past six years. Um, we have three kids right now that are six, three, uh, almost two. And then we have a newborn due in July. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hunting, and scouting, uh, especially for deer, has been pretty limited. Yeah. Um, while we lived here, um, so that's kind of we we kind of ha- have been super busy just getting our family started while we're young and trying to get that uh, accomplished, and and we've done that. Um, so the past two years, I've really started focusing on uh, starting to hunt Wisconsin a lot more, especially for whitetail. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's uh, getting a little bit more serious now that I do have a little bit of extra time. Um, I still have been hunting in Tennessee with my dad, so I still go home every year mm-hmm. uh, for black uh, for muzzleloader season. So for black powder, I always go home for that. It's like my favorite time to hunt. Um, so I've shot a buck the past three years there uh, okay. down in Tennessee. Uh, so 2020, 2021, and in 2022 i shot a buck when i went home with my dad um so that's kind of where i've been doing my hunting just because i have so much more history there like Mm -hmm. i don't have to do as much scouting and everything's pre-hung for me uh my dad my brother do all the cameras and stuff like that so it's nice you know they they kind of take care of all that back home for me so it kind of takes the pressure off you know especially when you have so many kids and you're traveling back to hunt and stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh it's super helpful to have my dad and them but um yeah i'm shooting for that wisconsin buck and uh hopefully a michigan buck this year so yeah i I, hopefully i mean you know that's why we have you on a podcast here why i wanted to do this is because like one i just had my first baby so like that's gonna be a new experience this year come hunting season you know it's one compared to obviously four when hunting season starts for you so it's a little different but it's you know you can take your experience and incorporate it into my life or anyone else's life who has a kid or, you know, having their first baby, all that kind of stuff. Like, so you were obviously into hunting when you met your wife, when you had your first kid, when you had your first baby, your second baby, third baby, all that kind of stuff. So how did it, yep. how did your hunting change or what did you do differently when that first baby was born that you were like, okay, this is what I learned from that. You know, what did you learn that maybe someone else would be like, okay, that that's good advice right there. That's what I got to do. Yep, definitely. Uh, so, you know, everyone's life is a little bit different, so mm-hmm. I can't cater to everybody because everyone's wife and everyone's uh, life is a little bit different. Um, but for me, I, 
when we moved up here, I did kind of make a small shift over to waterfowl hunting um, just due to time constraints. And uh, the same thing is for, for like when I'm whitetail hunting, especially last year, um, when you have a new baby into the equation, um, it's best to be prepared before they get here because um, it's going to be a life-changing experience for the mother uh, and, and you being the dad. Uh, it's going to be a lot of sacrifice, especially time uh, and sleep. So those are the two big things that are going to change 100% for both people, especially if you're working. Mm -hmm. The time, the time restraint is going to be real tough because you're not going to be sleeping much at night and you're not going to want to be getting up in the morning um, and, you know, getting off work and trying to rush to your hunting spot. It's going to be tough. So you're going to have to, you know, sit down with your wife. and, And what I do is, um, for me, I, if I'm wanting to hunt like a week, we do like a week basis, like mm-hmm. a week by week basis. And I say, Hey honey, is there a morning or is there an afternoon that you can either, um, take the kids to, to, uh, daycare or drop them off at daycare or school, um, that works for you? Is there like a morning that you might not have to teach early or, you know, just something that you could take and drop them off? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we do. And then, or she'll say, well, I can't do mornings, but hey, they're on Thursday afternoon uh, after we eat dinner. If you want to sneak out for two or three hours before it gets dark, then, you know, go ahead. This Thursday is perfect for that. We don't have any sport engagements or anything going on, no practices. So if you want to sneak out and do that, this is the day to do it. And then so that way I can mentally prepare for which days are good and I'm not stressing out my wife. Um and I'm not stressing out myself so mm-hmm. that, and a lot of these things, man, it's like two or three hours in the morning before mm-hmm. work. And then I'll go and I'll work a full day. Um, or it's two or three hours in the afternoon after I've worked a full day. Um, so that would be my biggest thing is maybe setting aside a time or, uh, having a family calendar with you and your wife, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, has details on when you can go, um, and I know some people are going to be like, man, you asked your wife, like permission to go hunting. And, yep. and I mean, it may sound that way, but again, I, I do value my wife's opinion and I value her time. Mm-hmm. Uh, she works super hard. And so, yeah, I mean, I do ask my wife, like yeah. when's going to be best for our family. Cause I always just put my family before hunting. And sometimes that costs me time and I'm sure it costs me bucks cause I have them on camera and, Tons of that stuff, man. But again, it's more important for my my family balance to uh, make sure that everything is, you know, good at home before I go out. So, yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like what you said right there, you put your family first, like and people may listen to this and be like, yeah, you're why are you asking your wife permission? Like (laughs) you're like doing like. I do the same thing. Like I ask my wife to go if I can go out and scout or I ask her if I can go out and hunt. Like I ask her if I can go do things like, and she comes back and says like, I feel bad that you're asking me. I'm like, but I'm not asking you. Like I, I feel like she'll say yes. Like when I ask, I feel like it's the right time to go, but it's like to make myself feel better. I need to ask and be like, Hey, can I go? Cause like you, you would want your wife to do the same thing. You know, like I would want my wife to be like, Hey, can I go get my nails done? Can I go to the spa? Can I do this kind of stuff? Can I go out with the girls? Like, 
you want that respect in a marriage. Like this, this, this podcast may have nothing to do with whitetails. Like it has no tips for whitetails, but it has tips on how to stay freaking married. Put it that way. You got it, brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, and that's what it comes down to for me, man. Like I, I do want to stay married. I want my wife to be happy. Mm-hmm. I want my kids to thrive. You know, I want I want to coach their t-ball teams. Mm-hmm. I want to coach their soccer teams. Like, like those things are important to me. Like, yeah, killing deer is important. Like, I love it. You know, like yep. I love going out and and doing these things and spending time out hunting. Like, my wife knows that, and and uh, she respects that. You know, and uh, she's like, hey, this time works, this time doesn't, yep. and the same she does the same for me, man, because. When you have more than, you know, two or three kids, it's very hard on the person that's at home, right? Yeah. So you have to consider the other person. I mean, it's not asking permission, but uh, you're just considering the other person's time and their feelings because, you know, when you're at home with three kids, it, it is a big sacrifice for that person. And uh, my wife has a passion of, like, going to do um, – it's like CrossFit, essentially mm-hmm. – uh, and she loves it when she's not pregnant. She goes five out of the seven days of the week, mm-hmm. you know, so that's like her hunting. And so I understand that. And she always is like, hey, I'm going to sneak this in at lunch so I can be home or I'm going to go in the afternoon. Can you pick up one of the kids? Uh, and so it's the same kind of, you know, mutual respect for each other's hobbies and our goals that we want to meet. Like she wants to be in shape. I want to hunt deer Mm -hmm. and we meet in the middle and we just understand and communicate. And, um, yeah. And that's how, you know, you can get some of these things done. So, yeah. I mean, the thing is like, we all, if you go through life and you're like, just focused on, if you work and you know, your responsibilities all the time, 24 seven, and you don't have like that passion on the side where it's like, that's how you kind of escape. And you have that mental reset. You need that. You need that in life. Like you need that mental reset. So like everyone needs it. Like if do exactly what you said, like your wife does her thing at certain times where it works for her and the family and you do your things where it works for you and your family and all that kind of stuff. Like that's how you get that mental reset and you can be the best father, the best mother that you can for your family or husband and wife too. Like it helps you be a better husband, but helps you better be a better wife. Like it helps you be just a better person. If you have that thing that you can escape to, that is a mental reset. Like when I had the cabin up North, like getting up there for a weekend, like last year I put a lot of time in because I knew we were having a baby and I was like, my wife was like, I want you to go out as much as possible because you probably won't be able to go out this much next year like when we have a baby i was like i'm well aware of that like i know like i won't like i probably had close to 40 sits last year in the woods and i was like that's a lot for me that that's a lot of sits and all i got down is a doe so like (laughs) but it was the experiences that i had you know and going up north for a whole weekend by myself without cell service without anything like that and doing it all by myself like that was a huge mental reset for me when this whole season before that was hard. Like it was like you have that hard season. Sometimes you need a mental reset from that season too. And that's where your family comes in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, um, so yeah, I use it as a mental reset. Um, and, and so for like the past five or six years, um, you know, I haven't been hunting real serious up in, in green Bay until last year. 
last year I ran about 20 cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that took up quite a bit of time. But like you said, I knew I was having a baby this coming season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to have spots that I knew like the exact dates that they were going to be hot. Right. So I went out and found tons of hub scrapes. I went out and found just tons of, you know, primary scrapes that I knew would probably be used year round. And uh, I set cameras on those. And then I set also some, some ruck cameras on just cruising trails between bedding areas. And of course those, those cameras were only good for like five days. So it's going to be tough, you know, to like get into those areas knowing I only have five days, but Mm -hmm. you know, five out of those days, I had three different bucks at daylighted in those five days in a few of those spots. So I know like, and those were the only days I had daylight pictures of bucks. So I had nighttime pictures of course, Mm -hmm. but, um, only that small window, um, and, and I've been using my mental reset um, went going back to Tennessee, mm-hmm. you know, every year. And, uh, you know, I might get to go this year, but I think it'll be probably a family trip. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to have that time to, like, really just haunt, you know, with my dad and right. my brother. Like, I might get two afternoon sits in or just kind of whatever I can fit in between family time. So I'm going to try to get my tags filled before I go uh down there in wisconsin and so um yeah i've been putting a priority on doing some stuff in green bay this year and um balancing my family time and and like you said man you're gonna have to fit in this time like especially for you or anyone out there that has new babies um you know you're gonna be tired dude you're gonna Mm -hmm. have to get up and grind it uh it's like last thursday i had my parents came into town for my son's graduation And uh, I'm like, all right, they're going to be here in the morning to watch my kids. And so before work, I got up at 4.30 in the morning and went to a new public piece. And I put in three miles at 4.30 in the morning looking for hubs graves, found some big beds. Um, It was awesome, dude. So I had a really good morning. But you're going to have to grind it, dude. Mm -hmm. Like it's not that peaceful like when you don't have kids, you can go out and leisurely scout for six or seven hours. Yeah. And just cruise through the woods. Like you can look at some spots. You can, uh, <laughs> you know, just like check stuff out, dude. You're just on your own time. Yeah. Where it's like, um, you know, when it's, when you have kids, I had two hours to get all these. So I pre-planned my trail. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly what ridge I wanted to scout. I knew exactly which drainage I wanted to be in. And uh, where I wanted to look, I knew where I wanted to set my cameras and, you know, most of these areas, you know, where I wanted to check. Mm-hmm. And you just have to stick to the script, you know, because and you're going to be like the whole time, dude, you are rushing. Like yeah. you're just getting her in, dude. Yeah. You are you're hitting the first, you know, you're hitting the first ridge. You're looking for beds. OK, found the beds. You know, you can follow that out to food. You can follow his rub line, you know, back to his bed, his scrapes. Mm-hmm. Um, just all this stuff that a lot of people cover on, on different stuff better than I can. But just like the aspect of you're going to be dog tired, dude, yeah. like all season. You're going to be getting up early in the morning. Uh, you're going to be fitting stuff in. You're kind of going to be rushing. And your time's going to be limited, man. That's mm-hmm. just how it works. Um so, yeah, be ready for the grind this year. Yeah. <laughs> you're going yeah, to find out, man, with the sleep and stuff like that. It's going to be 
it's going to be interesting. So with uh, when I was on a uh, paternity leave, I was off for six weeks from work. So like that was nice. Paid six weeks off with my baby and my wife, and she was off for fourteen weeks. So like she had off a lot longer than me. But like perfect. I think at like three weeks in, like we needed like that mental break. Like she wanted to get her nails done, and I was like, hey, can I go out in the woods then? So then like after that, we kind of like started doing that. But she like. She was like, I don't want to give you a time frame, but like, can you be home within like two hours or something like that? I was like, yeah, I, c- I could do that. Like, I can do that. But of course, me, I go to the biggest piece and I go in and I'm like, I have my bike and it's all downhill. I'm like, oh man, this is easy. Like, I get to the spot like in nine minutes and then I'm down there. I'm looking around I'm like, okay, I have a half an hour to get out of here. And like, it's all uphill. And I'm like, damn, like, I suck a pedaling <laughs> bike uphill. So like, I'm like sweating. Like, I'm like, instead of taking the trail, I cut through the mountain with my bike. Like, so like I'm walking through Laurel with my bike and all that kind of stuff, like trying to make it out. Like I'm like, okay. And I get home, it's like two and a half, three hours. And she was like, Oh, I didn't realize I was like, I I need to plan that better. I need to plan this out better. Where like, I'm going to a certain spot that's closer to me that I can actually have like that evening kind of sit or something like that. Like when, like, and then when she went away to Pittsburgh for a weekend, I plan to go up to like the like the bigger piece that I had that I could actually scout like the whole day pretty much. So like yep. I I'm I completely agree with that. Like when you you have to kind of get that mental mindset of like, hey, like I only have a certain amount of time to scout this piece, so make sure I can get in with good enough time, get out with a good enough time, especially if you do it before work. Like you don't want to be late to work or anything like that. So yep. I mean I completely agree with that. But my question <clears throat> is is this so with that limited time like with that limited time you have certain days that you can hunt like your wife says okay thursday and friday this coming week you can hunt all that kind of stuff that weather's bad in my mind it's like i'm still going out because i can still like things happen you know bad weather good weather too hot too cold too windy it's like if you're in a good spot near beds near food like it could happen. Like, is that is that your kind of mindset going into it too? Oh yeah, one hundred, dude. If she gives me the green light, I'm going. It don't matter if it's a hundred degrees, dude. I'm breaking out the the thermocell and <laughs> and the permethrin, and I'm taking a bath before I go out there, and yeah. and I'm just gonna. I mean, so two people that I I uh, listen to quite a bit. Uh, one of them's Dan Infault, mm-hmm. and uh, he's always like he's always preaching like no matter how hot it is. If and everyone's complaining about how hot it is, that's when I'm going. If yeah. I can go, I'm going. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's 95. He says he's like, I'm just gonna go, and uh, and he does hunt. You know, he's a bed hunter. So again, I don't. If you're close to bedding or on a good scrape, I think it can happen or water possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, and another guy I listen to is uh, Rindell Eric. Okay. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he lives out in Iowa, and. Um, He's just a good friend of mine, and he's from Tennessee also, but he lives in Iowa now. And uh, he, like, has the same sentiment as Dan Infault, dude. He goes, like, in the dead heat. Like, he's mm-hmm. like an early season killer, dude. And he, like, he's, you know, he sits it sets up, like, sub 100 yards, and he, shoot, he shot, like, five booners. Yeah. And a lot of them were in hot weather. Yeah. Um, so it's like the same thing, man. I mean, it can happen as long as you've done your scouting and you know these areas uh, and you know the food source and, you know, where they're bedding. Um, 
I think it, it can definitely happen, even if it's hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so this year I've really been, uh, with Rindell's help, I've been really scouting a lot of places to, to get it done early season. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so, like, Acorn Flats. Uh, and then this one public piece, it's like five miles from my house. Um, it's got a big river bottom in it that always holds cold water. Okay. And um, so I scouted that whole river bottom the other day, um, and I got to go back and hang some more cameras. But uh, just doing stuff like that, like I said, it's all about having a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the thing about these people that are really efficient, that kill big bucks like year in and year out, like people like Jake Bush and Chris Lepper, like all these guys mm-hmm. that like you can follow online. Dude, like so efficient. They put in like five sits because they've done all this preseason scouting. They know, you know, where the buck's betting, what he's eating on, you know, where he's going, what scrape he's going to, and and using cameras to find out some of this information. So I've kind of taken like a conglomerate look at like all these different people and just tried to mesh it all together and tried to learn these areas like right next to my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, that's – that's what I'm going with. I'm, yeah. I'm going to try to get it done early season. And, and, uh, I've been every morning I've had a couple hours. I go hang two more cameras before mm-hmm. the, before the baby gets here. Um, and like I said to my, so my, my parents are coming into town next week on for all week. And mm-hmm. so on Tuesday I have a day off. So I am going to go finish all my cameras uh, and I have a full piece to give six hours to, so I'm going to go to one piece for six hours. Um, and then I'll probably hit one more piece for like an hour or two. Yeah. And I'll probably, I think I have seven or eight cameras left that I need to get out. Um, so it's just about being efficient and, mm-hmm. and, uh, getting on these, you know, finding the deer's pattern and, and being efficient. I, which I haven't ever done before until, Till the last year and this year so yeah uh hopefully that answers your question i yeah. feel like no it did yeah we keep dancing around your question a little <laughs> bit but i'm trying to include like some some deer tips and some yeah. some family tips no but hopefully i mean it, we're accomplishing that goal you know no i mean it's it's good because i mean the main thing is to manage your time properly like if you don't like that's the beautiful thing about e-scouting right like you can look at this map and it can be detailed you can see the topo lines you can see the the elevation lines all that kind of stuff like you can have a good idea of where a possible hub scrape will be like you have those um the bow tie areas where like you have a funnel coming down most likely there's a stream in there like you have two like the one where i'm now going to be hunting at this year because i'm out of the clinton county area so i'm down towards the bald eagle area now i say bald eagle because bald eagles huge in pa like it stretches from like center to the whole way to like the end of clearfield or up towards like it's it's huge for where it's at yeah so nice. i say that and no one knows where i'm gonna be like they <laughs> you might have like oh i know where that state forest is yeah you know where this one's at but <laughs> you don't know where the other part is but like all these mountains look the same so there's a lot of bow tie type um hub areas and like i have a few yeah. on camera the one i was um I posted a picture about it or a a reel about it on the Instagram page. And it it looks like there's a, uh, like it used to be an old mineral site at this spot, but I don't think it's an old mineral site because 
it, when I went there in late season, it wasn't there anymore. So I think they just found it's a creek bed that goes down there, but there's no water in this one area. Like it all sinks down on the ground, but then you go down a little yeah. further and there's water coming out of the ground. So I'm, I'm thinking that it's an, a natural spring. My, my thought is that it's a hard water. Like when you get hard water in your, your yep. house, something like that, the minerals build up in there. And I'm thinking that there's hard water right here and the minerals are building up underneath the ground, which leads to these deer digging at the ground. Just my thought process. And it's like they, these deer haven't dug down like two feet from the That's end of January crazy. last last year to now. And it's like down two feet. Yeah. Like I had some, like they have Coke can bases on the bottom of these deer already. And it's like, but that that's the thing like e-scouting like that's how i found that spot is that thermal hub you know like you gotta find yeah. those e-scouting and then that's how you can kind of manage your time like hit those spots first and expand out from there that's how you For can sure. manage it i mean you, if you have three cameras you can have one on that on that main scrape in the middle and then like two on the outside coming down it's just it's simple yep yeah for sure Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, um, so I used to never like pre scout where I was going to go, you know, I mean, I would like look at a map and be like, Oh, just cover the whole piece. Yeah. Yeah. Cover the whole piece day or whatever. And, uh, and all this stuff is, is relatively new to me too, as far as like hunting public land, finding hub scrapes, Mm -hmm. um, just all this stuff. Cause up here, there are some hill. There is some hills, but where I live currently is flat, dude. It's yeah. like pancake flat. Mm-hmm. Where like in Tennessee, I'm like dude, I was primarily a rut hunter, right? Yeah. Like we would hunt like funnels. You know, we would hunt bedding areas, mm-hmm. and we would hunt scrapes, but we didn't know what a hub scrape was. You know, we would just like it was probably a, it was probably a hub scrape in the bottom or a primary scrape, but we didn't know. It was like dang, it was a giant <laughs> scrape. We next year we'll put a stand over there. You know, and so, like, all this stuff is new, you know, as far as, like, being efficient. Because for years, like, I mean, we would move our stands around Mm -hmm. and and just go where the deer were and hang cameras and mineral sites and stuff like that. But as far as, like, going out on public and scouting all this stuff and dealing with pressure and uh, trying to find mature deer that are on public uh, and being efficient doing that, like, man, it's a whole nother ball game. And then, you know, you add some family into that and uh, coaching T-ball and little sleep, you know, it just makes it harder, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just want – I want people to know that, like, if they have kids, that it's fine to just, like, take a day off. Yeah. It's fine to just not go. It's mm-hmm. fine to spend some time with your kids. It's, you know, it's good for you to maybe – not hunt as much and maybe spend some time with your son coaching T-ball, you know, like I I could get tons more cameras hung, but every Monday night I have to be at Mm T-ball. And so, you know, I, I just want to let, you know, especially guys, like it's hard being a new dad, man. Um, And I've done it. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, I've done it three times now, fixing to be four. So I I got a pretty good idea of like what I'm doing being a dad. Like I don't have a wall full of like booners or anything, but um, as far as having kids and like raising kids in this crazy world, like 
I got some advice, you know, if people want it, they can always just reach out and ask or just kind of whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like as men nowadays, it's so important, like more important than any of this deer stuff mm-hmm. that we're raising our kids outside and yeah. we're, we're taking them hunting with us, even though they're loud, like yeah. take them hunting with you. Um, show them how to be a man, mm-hmm. dude. Like take them hunting, show them dead deer. Mm-hmm. Show them dead animals. Uh, show them how to track deer. Show them how to hang cameras. You know, take them fishing. Take your daughters fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like people don't have uh, role models anymore, mm-hmm. uh, especially men. Like the the society is wanting to feminize us as men and not want us to be masculine. And so, mm-hmm. um, boys need someone to look up to, whether that's their t-ball coach basketball coach soccer coach don't matter what your kids are into but you know just be present or just take them hunting with you take them around your hunting buddies mm-hmm. uh, take them to skin a deer even if it's not yeah. yours take them over to your neighbor's house yeah you know let them play with some dead birds you know take <laughs> yeah. them waterfowl hunting like anything man like yeah. to just get them out like and, and and uh get them exposed to some of this stuff and mm-hmm. and um Take them with you. Like my son goes and hangs cameras with me, hunts with me all the time. Just loves it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's uh, a great, great advice. Because, like, I mean, me and my wife are big into camping. So, like, we took our daughter, who's only four months old. We took her camping in our new camper that we got, and like, we were we were stressed the hell out. Honestly, like, we were like, we don't know if this is gonna work. Like, we don't know if she's gonna sleep at all. It turns out she slept extremely well in the camper and she loved the outdoors. Like she just loved being outside. Like being outside is good for babies. Like people, I feel like a lot of like things you read online that now it's turning into a little soap opera of how to raise a kid. But like, yeah, we are, dude. I know. I didn't want to go there, but but I had to to get it in, man. It's okay. You know, because like kids need to be outside no matter how old they are. The outside vitamin D, you know, the natural air clean air not the air that is outside right now all the smog outside don't worry about that stuff in canada (laughs) i'm talking about like the good natural air that is outside like your baby your kids they need that like they all need that like we need that like to stay inside with a kid and just be inside all the time and just have them play inside it's like you're not helping that kid grow like you're not helping them become a well-established human being and you know just be better. Like, honestly, like if they see, if you incorporate what you love and them into it, like it makes things a lot more enjoyable, you know, like it, it also, it just, it just helps them like to, to know that they're doing something that you love to do might turn into be something they love to do. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, like, I mean, you can't force it on them either. You know, like mm-hmm. they just have to decide, like, mm-hmm. did they want to come with you or did they show interest or, you know, something like that. And once they decide, man, just take them with you and yeah. don't be scared to do it, man. Like people are like, well, I didn't take them because I didn't have time or yeah. they walk slow or mm-hmm. they're loud or like, you know, like none of that matters to me, man. That's why I take my kids waterfowl hunting because you don't have to be quiet or mm-hmm do none of that you know and that's like last year i spent 30 days water hunting which was probably too much 
Um, but I did, a, I spent a lot of time, uh, waterfowl hunting last year. And, um, so yeah, kids love that type of stuff. And yeah. I hope that I can spend 30, 40 sits this year in the whitetail woods. That's my goal is to get yeah. 20 sits in, in Wisconsin. So we'll see, but yeah, it's it, a, it's a big switch and, um, you know, it's going to be busy. So, yeah, I mean, I, if I can hit 20 sits, I'll be very happy. I mean, I know I have a trip coming up to North Carolina. So like there, right there is that's at least four sits right there. So like all I need is 16, you know, I, it's very doable, you know, with my job, I can, I can kind of take off whenever I want to. Like if I take it or daycare, I can be in the woods by seven thirty, eight o'clock. And like, yeah, it's not that early morning sit, but it's still time in the woods. You know, it's for sure. I can't be in the woods at four o'clock in the morning because my wife can't take it or daycare. You know, she works night shifts. So like, it's like, she can't do that, but yet I can still be in the woods from eight till whenever. You know, it's like yeah, it's it's one hey, of those dude, things. Eight to two, eight a.m. to two p.m. Yep. Dude is money. Yeah, <laughs> pre rut and rut. I mean, you really don't need to sit any other time. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Um, and I don't, uh, I don't have a single buck kill like um, later than three thirty mm-hmm. uh, in my whole life. No, like hunting down in Tennessee. Which again, rut hunting, right? So yeah. we would go in at like one p.m. and then I would be done by three thirty. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, that would I would have a lot of sits in, mm-hmm. but it was always that it's always that time frame between one and three thirty. I don't know what it is, dude, but it's insane, man. It, that is an insane time to be in the woods. Do you think that's just um, because of down some reason? Do you think that's just Come because again? like down south? type area like do you think that's how it is down there uh i don't know i don't i'll let you know this year when i put in a lot more sits up here yeah but even last year so last year on uh i went out thanksgiving Mm -hmm. um and i went out on thanksgiving day because i was on call at work and my my family my wife took my kids up to her parents house and um so i went out at like 10 and I saw all my deer between 11 and 2. Yeah. Huh. Um, I didn't see any mature bucks on the scrape I was hunting, but I saw 13 deer. Yeah. And wow. then after 2 o'clock, it was dead. Wow. So, okay. So, you know, again, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the mature buck was nearby and all my thermals pulled before he <laughs> – and he smelled me. You know, I mean, you really don't know. But, yeah, I saw a lot of deer in that time frame. So, I think, I think it's, uh, you know – I'm not sure. I think it's probably time of year when I'm hunting in yeah. Tennessee, mostly. Um, so that's more likely what it is. Is that it's that pre-rut and rut time frame when I'm out there. What time of year and do you usually hunt down there? Uh, so usually I always hunt either the uh, second weekend of November or the third weekend. Okay. Uh, usually is what I shoot for. Those are the two middle weekends of November are usually a uh, muzzle loader. Okay. And then, uh, and then rifle always opens up on Thanksgiving day. Okay. Ish. Yeah. Or Thanksgiving weekend. It's like a rotating thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, those are the three weeks that I've always targeted in, in Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. So. Cause I'll be in North Carolina, November 9th to the 11th is when I'm hunting down there for a rifle. So that's like, in that time frame, that's the second week of November. So like, it'll be interesting to yeah. see, like maybe I'll, maybe I might see what you 
just said about that one to three thirty or that eleven to three thirty time frame, like they might be moving a lot more, depending. Yeah. I would think in South Carolina you'd be you'd probably be pre rut, I would think. Mm-hmm. You'll probably be in that pre rut time frame. Yeah. So Yeah. That's that's when we target and especially depending on the moon too. Like if you get a full moon, mm-hmm. you you'll be doing well. Yeah. I think. I think yeah. you'll see a lot of deer. I'm pretty excited um, for it, honestly. Pretty excited. Yeah. And I think too, I think people need to realize too, uh, you know, if you if you can't get your hunting time in at home, like around mm-hmm. your house, because it's just too busy, that maybe doing maybe only doing uh two out of state trips a year. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, plan something with your wife and just say, Look, I'm gonna go out of I'm gonna go to, you know, X state for you know, a Friday to a Monday yep. and just tell her, look, these are the only 10 days I'm going to hunt. So take maybe two five day trips mm-hmm. and just pick somewhere and just go somewhere so that you can concentrate on, on hunting, you yep. know, like just away from your family, um, away from work. And you can set those five days aside to just chase, you know, whitetails yep. or whatever animal, you know, you might want to choose. Um, Cause I feel like sometimes at, at home, you know, you, you kind of get roped into things like just when we started this podcast, one of my kids threw up. Yeah. And yeah. so I had to step away for 10 minutes because that happened. Yeah. And it's the same thing can happen if I'm going to go hunt to afternoon or, or hunt a morning the night before my kid may be up puking all night. Yeah. You know, so that might affect your hunting time the next morning. Um, so you have to consider those things. And so sometimes I feel like, it's easier to maybe plan four or five day trips mm-hmm. and just take a couple of those a year and just be happy with your 10 sits. Yeah. Um, and just setting aside time or maybe do that in your home state. Just be like, look, honey, I'm going to go to Bob's house for five days and hunt this piece over here mm-hmm. or hunt Bob's, you know, private land or, or whatever, just so you can, you know, if you got to sleep in your truck or sleep in a camper, then so be it, you know, yeah. then just go over there, be, you get your five days in and then have another five day trip planned either back to the same area. So you're familiar with it or, you know, uh, pick a new piece if that's what you're into. But that's why I always go back to Tennessee because I'm familiar with it. I can go for five days. I can pick up, you know, where I left off the year before. Mm-hmm. I can ask my dad, my brother, where they've had their cameras and where they've been sitting. And then I go to the opposite places. I'm like, all right, you guys been sitting over there five days. I'm going the next ridge over where yeah. there's nobody been. Um, and so I feel like that's a good tip too, is yeah. just maybe planning some trips, mm-hmm. like setting aside days where you're not at home. And maybe that's not an option, but if it is, I feel like that's a good use of time yes. to just go out, be efficient, and you can sit all day, whether it's early season, mid season, or rut. I'm sitting all day if I, you know, if I can, or if, you know, if it's early season or mid season, um, then I'm going to sit all morning. I'm going to get down, scout for two or three hours and then rehang my set and then hunt again. But I'm not leaving the woods unless it's to go eat or, or poop or pack your food in. I mean, just pack a sandwich and Mm -hmm. some water and a Gatorade. I mean, do you, anyone can last like, you know, a day with a sandwich like yeah. you don't need to pack yep. in a freaking full meal like just yeah. man take a couple granola bars and 
just like your dad used to do and yeah. some water and just, you know, grunt it out, you know, and just grind it for five days and, and make that work. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, so like that, that's, a, I'm glad you're doing that. Cause that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's anyway. definitely something that I didn't think I'd be doing cause I went out to Illinois last year and it was like, that was, I think eight days there, but that was like a long, like that was long. That was eight days in late season. And it was just like, <laughs> it was brutal, man. Like it was like the worst like I saw some two really nice buck, but it was like, I mean, I just, you know, it, it, you go out there and it's like, man, you pay this money for the one for the tag and the outfit or all that kind of cool. stuff. Like Illinois tag is not cheap at all. It like, ain't cheap, dude. No, <laughs> an archery tag, Illinois tag, like is not cheap. Um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, you're, you know, you if you want big buck, that's what you got to pay for. But it's like, yeah, but. I would have liked to get at least something down, you know, like a doe at least like to bring home something, be like, Hey, I got this out there, you know? And it makes you kind of like, be like, okay, should I go out of state again this year? Because I didn't have success last year. But like if for one, it's going to be with my dad and my grandfather. So like that is just memories in its own. And first out of state hunt for my dad and my grandfather. Second one for me, and it's like that's that's pretty cool right there. My my grandfather brought it up, so that's why we're gonna go. And he wants to go down there. He he shot maybe eight deer total in his lifetime, and he's like eighty five. Nice. So it's like you know, it's that's awesome. I, I want him to get a big one down. Like this this outfitter we're going to has a piece where it's like you can shoot a, a Y buck, or like you can shoot a six point and under or whatever. And then they have ones where it's like eight point and above. I'm like, I want to get my grandfather out to that eight point and above and get him to shoot something <laughs> like shoot a hammer out there during the rut. Cause like they're going to be running around that field. They, they're going to be all over yeah. that place. So, I mean, it's, it's those kind of memories, like, because then that For leads sure. to your family too. So then you can start those memories with your family as well. Like with your yep. son, daughter, whatever, like you can start those memories because when you get one down at home, say you get one down at home, bring it home, you can help if they want to, they can help skin it, or you can at least get a picture of them look like showing the deer, all that kind of stuff when you get home. Like that's that's great memories right there to build. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, my my son's been home for uh all of the past three seasons except for one because he was too young in twenty twenty, so he didn't go with me. Well, yeah. he's recovered my other my other books awesome. and my dad's. And then last year, so me and my brother tagged out uh, back-to-back days last year in Tennessee. Yeah. We were only home for three days. So I went the first afternoon we flew in. I was, like, so tired, dude, after flying with three kids. But I'm like, I'm going. I'm yeah. going out there because I might not get to go anymore. Yeah. So, like, 3.30, this uh, two does came out and a, and a buck uh, followed those two does out, and I shot him. And – uh but like like you said, I mean, I think uh, financially people really got to consider when you go out of state to some of these different places. I mean, dude, it is super expensive, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think I would I would love to hunt out of state more, especially Illinois, because it's mm-hmm. in neighbors, Wisconsin. But it's very expensive. Yes, very expensive. 
And, and you know, I, yeah, I'm not going to spend that type of money unless I'm like, you I got eight days to go down there and, mm -hmm. and do a lot of work. Um, but I think, you know, so people got to consider the money factor, at least if you're like us, I think, um, and, and doing that and the time uh, that it takes to go down there and scout Illinois mm -hmm. or do these places that are out of state. Um, so you got to consider gas and all that. I mean, that's why I don't even buy points in Iowa, because even yeah. if I had six points, like I don't have the money to buy <laughs> Iowa Tech. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, I mean, I, I know Rendell, like he could help me scout and all this stuff, mm -hmm. but dude, if I'm going to spend that type of money, I'm going elk hunting like hundred yep. percent. I'm going West. Like yep. zero questions about that. Well, Colorado, I saw people just got drawn for that. I think it was from mule deer tag. It was like someone posted, it was like 456 bucks for the tag mule deer tag or an elk tag out there. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that, that's pretty yeah, much how much I paid for Illinois for like 695. I think it was. Yeah. Um, so oh, that's what it used to be. I don't know. I haven't looked in a couple of years, but, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, just if I'm spending over a thousand bucks, I'm going elk hunting, dude, dude, for sure. I'm just, I'm going out to the mountains and winging it. Cause we go to Colorado every year as a family anyway. So mm -hmm. like I'm pretty used to the mountains and stuff. I'm pretty familiar. So um for the cost i'm going out there man it's, it's gorgeous yeah. um but yeah i mean people got to consider that when they go out of state like how much it's going to cost how mm -hmm. much time are you going to have what type caliber deer are you going to go after and yep. and uh you know all that stuff and i was talking to chris the other day uh chris leppert and he's mm -hmm. like well, what's your goals because i'm going to go to ohio next year okay and uh, I'm going to go down with a buddy for like five days. I'm just going to stay at his house. He's got some pieces I can hunt and stuff. And uh, he's like, well, what's your goal? I'm like, dude, if I'm paying out-of-state fees, which is not much in Ohio, but mm -hmm. first eight-pointer that comes by, he's getting a smoke, dude. Like, <laughs> like I am not withholding just because it's Ohio. Like, dude, first decent eight-pointer uh -huh. rolls by. In the If it's the first day, mm -hmm. dude, he's getting the arrow right right through the lungs like no questions asked yep. and i like i have no shame about it dude nope. and that's the, that's how i hunt in tennessee too like when i'm home for three days or mm -hmm. five days i i tell my dad i'm like look dude i know that you guys like to let them grow and whatever and he's like nope i know the first aid partner that comes by your stand is is getting it whether it's 115 or 160 like <laughs> they better not walk by you when you're in town i'm like all right as long as you know that you know so like people gotta i mean you have to consider your goals but man when time is limited mm -hmm. and and uh you've paid all this money like i'm going home with a buck like i i'm taking i'm taking some antlers home you know i yeah. i don't know how big they'll be but I'm, <laughs> it's gonna be something if i'm going to anywhere like ohio michigan like when I'm out of state, it's uh, it ain't gonna take much for me to fling an arrow. So oh yeah, um, yeah, I'm right there with you, yeah. right there with you. It's, like it's what it is, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Gets yeah, I would my... love to hunt Illinois though, and and yeah. do some bigger buck states, but the cost and and the time constraints, I I think I'm better off just putting in time here in Wisconsin. So mm -hmm. and um, enjoying anyways. it, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, just in, keep enjoying it. I think that's the biggest thing is, like, maybe you have to lower your standards a little bit as, as like, when you become a new father, like, lower your standards. Like, if, you, if you're if you out for this, this 130, 150 class buck every single year, it's, like, maybe lower your standards a little bit because 
you might not have the amount of sits in to be able to get that kind of buck. Are you able to let these buck walk by you? Like, I think that's how I'm going into it this year. Like I'm looking for just something that gets my heart rate up. Like, yeah, I have some nice buck on camera right now already in velvet, but it's like, they might be harder to get on and require more time for me to do that. And it's like, I might not have that time. Like, I don't want to like, yeah, I'm, I'm going out of state. So I might not be able to put as many sits in, beforehand and afterhand to be able to get on these buck you know so it's like you know maybe lower lower the standards a little bit you know that's another tip for (laughs) listeners here lower the standards you know go for that little basket eight you know or basket six you know whatever whatever gets you pumped up you know it's i think that's the most most important thing yeah i mean it's all about having fun for me Mm -hmm. you know i mean and i'm not saying i mean Hey man, some people are only going to shoot a 150 and yeah. that's great, dude. Yeah. Like even if they have kids, like maybe they have tons of sits to put in, but you know, if a de- if a nice buck walks by, dude, mm-hmm. I mean, I have to use the opportunities that I have. I mean, I might only get 10 sits this year, so right. if yeah. the first sit, you know, and I have my bow in my hand and he's, you know, walking by and I feel, you know, happy with it, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the thing, like it doesn't bother me to have a wall full of eight pointers. Like it doesn't because it's fun, dude. This is my mental reset. I'm out there to have a good time, spend time, you know, with God and nature and just enjoying myself and all that hard work and cameras and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I, that's what I've done all that scouting for. And when all that pans out, like perfectly, like when I get set up quietly and, I have my thermals in the right direction and wind and everything actually works out. Like I might not get another sit where everything lines up perfect. Yeah. And when that buck gets up and it comes right by and it's like picture perfect, like that's an accomplishment to me. Yep. Whether it's 130 inch eight point or 150 inch eight point or bigger, you know, 10 point, whatever you want to fill in the blank with. Like it's an accomplishment to do that when you have a lot of kids and mm-hmm. limited time and, uh, work and all those things. I mean, you have to, you know, do what makes you happy. And that's what makes me happy is, you know, accomplishing that sit and doing my preseason scouting and, and watching it all pan out. You know, that's what it's all about. So absolutely, man. Absolutely. I could not agree anymore. These all have been great tips for, for me and for the listeners. I think they, it's going to help people who are new new dads, new moms going into the season, you know, especially I feel like new moms, it's going to be very hard because they have more responsive, a little bit more responsibilities than the dads do, you know, but really appreciate you coming on here. Um, where can people follow you and, um, uh, all that kind of good stuff. If, or even if you have a YouTube channel, I forget if you have a YouTube channel or not. I know you post reels. Yep. Okay. Um, but just yep. drop where people can follow you at. Uh, yeah, so on Facebook, I'm just Ethan Hogan, just my name. And then on Instagram, same thing. It's just Ethan Hogan 91. Okay, cool. And yeah. those are the two primary social media type things that I do the most. Um, I don't have a YouTube just because it's not really my platform. Um, it's just not my thing. I, yep. don't, I don't have time to edit the videos and do all that. Yep. Um, but if you go to like my Facebook, um, I do like tons of gear reviews and mm-hmm. gear setups and stuff with like XOP and Huntworth and all those different things and a bunch of cool companies that, you know, like support me and mm-hmm. what I do. And that's, and I support them by doing just social media stuff, just yeah. like 
just the you know how-to videos on how to set up your saddle platform stand you know whatever yeah. just easy stuff that i can do like i do all that stuff from home of course so um so yeah i just help out on social media with a few of those companies and and it's awesome it's a fun relationship so yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's who we met. Yeah, met. I mean, like I said, I mean, it's more important for me to like if people have questions about, like we talked about, man, like mm-hmm. just being at home, being a new dad, being a new mom, like marriage stuff, like whatever people need help with, like if I can help them and answer a question, you know, on social media, like please send me a message and I'll be glad to like, I don't know, give you dad advice, you know, like like <laughs> I said, I'm not like some big buck slayer, you know, yeah. like. I'm just like a dad of, you know, three kids, soon to be four, and a t-ball coach. Yeah. You know, like that's it is what it is. You yeah. know, like that's where I like I like helping people in that way though. Like mm-hmm. I like to help people be successful, being a good father, yep. uh, being a good role model, being a good husband. Yep. You know, those are important things to me. Um, so if, if nobody takes anything away from this podcast besides, you know, if you need some help, like being a dad or have questions about that reach out and uh i'll chat with you all you need to so awesome dude i really appreciate you coming on here again ethan like it has been awesome talking to you and face to face now we usually talk yeah, over over, sure. the, over the facebook you know yep yep <laughs> yeah, yeah i appreciate man, you coming awesome. on, man. i love it